I see you two all the time. You're thick as thieves you are. Welcome in, everyone, to episode 99, which is kind of nuts, 99 of the Barely Educated Podcast. I am Mark Jansen, joined as always by Chris Teichler on this, the championship weekend. Chris, how are you? I am doing all right. Uh, Looking forward to uh, this weekend's games. Enjoyed last week's games. We didn't uh, get a chance to talk before or immediately after those. I assume we can do. Yeah, it's tricky coordinating the schedule with both of us. Yeah, busier in the spring than we were the fall. Which I would take that over the other way around as far as football goes. But I don't know if we're going to keep weekly going during the off season. It might be kind of like this was. Yeah, maybe we'll try to do a little better than every other. But yeah, yeah. there's just not a whole lot of Bears news uh, or new stuff that. it's coming out. I mean, we could conjecture all we wanted, you know, for the next several weeks. Well, and I worry if we try to do it every single week, it's just going to be a bunch of what should they get for the number one pick and who should they pick. And look at this idiot saying they're trading fields that we're not going <laughs> to give any attention to. And then we give them attention. So I, I, I think we need to have a nice, healthy pace here, not be too repetitious, too. So we'll kind of see how it settles in. But I, I do regret that we didn't do picks for the division game. And so we are here to at least make up for that with the conference championships. And I want to talk about, maybe before we do the picks, things we can learn, what the Bears should be learning from each of these teams. Oh, okay. Before we do any of that, we do have a very easy Bears history jersey number. (laughs) Who's your pick, Chris? I I don't think I'll get the runner-up or the honorable mention here. (laughs) no. I'm going with Dan Hampton, my friend, Danimal. You have to understand how special it is to be a Chicago Bear. Hall of Famer. That's right. One of the greatest, most underappreciated players, maybe in NFL history, not just Bears history. but What's um, crazy is he's only a four-time Pro Bowler when I was looking this know. up. Like, what? Yeah. One All-Pro, first team. Mm-hmm. Played for the Bears from 79 to 90. I forgot he started in 79. <laughs> But I will say to my dying grave, he was the most important player on the 85 defense. 100% agree on that, my friend. One probably the second most important player on the team. After uh, 34, my friend? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he um, maybe because, well, uh, Hampton, may, I believe he was a pro bowler at, and, and tackle. Like, he could move inside and outside on that defense and he was constantly constantly double teamed and freeing up uh uh for other people to make the more uh glorious looking plays you know what i mean yeah like i feel like if that team was playing right now with the coverage that we get on twitter and all the excellent former players doing youtube Mm -hmm. breakdowns and all that um he would be the guy that they're like Oh, he's a matchup nightmare. See what they did here? They put him over the center. And then on the next snap, they put him over on the right tackle. And then the guard got hurt and the backup came in. And, he, you know, like, I I don't know a ton about the 85 team, but I've watched enough of their highlights and, like, celebration videos that it's like, man, Dan Hampton made that thing cook. Yes. I would rank them Peyton, Hampton, Dent in their order of importance. 
importance. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I'd like to agree with that. I, no disrespect to Mike Singletary, but uh, I don't know. If yeah, he... and that was an era, to be fair, where middle linebackers probably mattered more than today. So maybe that's me being biased on the no, uh, but modern. I think you know, in... retrograding it back or something, but I think Hampton significantly helped Mike Singletary's career. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It's like the Tommy Harris thing. I think it's a different Super Bowl if he's healthy, and I think he was the most important player on that team. And we all loved Brian Urlacher, but Tommy Harris did something that you just can't coach, and it's practically unblockable. Yeah. And then it just opens everything up. They were so good when he was in. Yeah. Maybe this Jalen so, Okay, let's get to that later. <laughs> so 57 sacks, 10 fumble recoveries are the two big takeaway stats. Can you name the honorable mention? Uh, oh, I think I did a couple weeks ago, was, uh, but the wrong number. Jim Flanagan? Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. 40 and a half sacks. I would never have thought he was over 40 or over 30 even. Solid player. That's He's... third in team history among the position after Hampton and Mongo. Oh, wow. He was good against the run, too. I remember that. He was just a solid yeah. defensive tackle, yeah. He, he, I'm not saying like NFL-wise, but just like Bears He's got to be one of the more underrated bears ever mm -hmm. based I, on that production at that position. And unfortunately was uh, in the wants that era. <laughs> yeah. Who's great radio, but didn't work out so well as the head coach. Fantastic radio. Yes. I love when he's oh, like, you just got to, uh, you, you got to get built around this kid. Yeah. <laughs> he's great. His personnel was really Wani's downfall. I mean, you it was sum that up in trading a first round pick for Rick Meyer. You know, that that's a good, uh, but you just didn't recover from that. It's like pace, not recovering from pick and Mitch. True. True. If you get the quarterback, right. Both those errors are totally different. Yeah. But when it's you, the Eric, same story all the time, Eric Kramer had maybe the best statistical season a bears quarterback ever had. And then a year later, you're trading for Rick Meyer. Like it just uh, made no yeah. sense. But anyway, Okay, so Bears news. Bears. We didn't really talk a whole lot about this, but the Bears do, in fact, officially have a new president who had his first press conference. Mm -hmm. What did you think, old Kevin Warren? Impressive. And again, not uh, not a head desk type of press conference. You know, the, So it's like two or three in a row where it's like, hey, the Bears. The Bears are on a press conference heater, Chris. <laughs> Shout out to Buddy Brian, who will appreciate the heater joke. Yeah. No, I um, I think he's, uh, um, for what he's accomplished leading up to this, I'm, I'm surprised the Bears were able to, to get someone of his caliber. It, it suggests to me that, you know, people value the Bears and, or see the value in the Bears as an organization and uh, wanting to put their stamp on it. So that to me, that's encouraging and exciting and maybe – uh, something we can take some uh, positivity away from that. Maybe the franchise isn't seen as just a big embarrassing disaster by people outside the fan base that uh, could be, or maybe we just tend to see more of the warts and everything than others. Well, I think they're a sleeping giant, right? Like, yes, exactly. Resource wise, they should basically be the premier franchise and performance on the field wise, they certainly haven't been, <laughs> but the, the market is there, the chance to own a ton of their own land and build their own stadium. I mean, it's appealing on a lot of levels there. Um, I thought he was very impressive with his answers. You can tell he's way more polished than Ted or George ever 
could possibly come across. Yes. And uh, you know, they got their their czar finally, and Poles is apparently reports to him, not right. George. Mm-hmm. Be interested to see how that plays out, or if Poles knew or what he knew when he was hired, because he was reporting to George, not Ted. Mm-hmm. But also, Kevin Warren's been doing this for a long time. Before he was Big Ten commissioner, he's with the Rams, he's with the Vikings, somebody else. I can't remember the third one. Titans, maybe. There's somebody else. But so he, he's he's a football guy and an executive compared to Ted, whose background is business all the way. Right. So I, I don't mind Poles reporting to him as long as Poles still has enough autonomy to draft who he wants and stuff like that. Yeah. And hopefully- but we've been begging them to get away from the business guy who doesn't know anything about football. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's no experience, really. And just we've joked numerous times. How are the McCaskies still so bad at their family business? Uh, this is great because it's not promoting from within. Like, it's just they actually landed on a candidate. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's an awesome candidate. They should hire him. But they just they never get that right in a big hire. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do it very often. Right. Ted's been here for the whole millennium. <laughs> yeah, I think he he became president when Duran became head coach, I believe. So it's ninety nine, right? Ninety eight or nine? <laughs> yep, ninety nine. Yeah. But yeah, I'm up. So to you know that. Yeah, well, there's. You can nitpick it, but I mean that's just what it would be. So. It's it it feels like a team finally catching up or trying to catch up, to what their prestige should be. Right. Couldn't and so been. does building a new stadium. Yeah, and that's clearly happening. <laughs> like they're they're uh, they're going to Arlington. Still, here. people are in denial about that. I'm like, guys, it's 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 all but official. Right. Yeah, they are not staying. in Well, the city made a proposal. No, they don't care oh, if oh. they can't own it and have land around it. They're not interested, so they're not interested. <laughs> exactly. The end. They should own their own stadium. I mean, it's ridiculous they don't own their own stadium. I mean, yeah. it, it'll be a bummer that they leave Soldier Field when it happens, but. Uh... I mean, just because of where it is on the lake, the historic... It'll be exciting, too. It will be, right, right. I think they're going to try to work in some of the iconography somehow in the new stadium. Not, like, actually taking the pillars, because I'm sure they can't (laughs) park-wise. But, like, like some kind of shout-out homage to it to be kind of unique. The guy was instrumental in building what is widely regarded as the best stadium in the league. And I'm excited to see what they come up with. Nice. That's... U.S. Bank in Minneapolis, where I will be in Minneapolis anyway. In April. Ooh, okay, nice. so Chris, I want to play a little game with you. Oh, I like games. Let's play. Yeah. You get to pick, and then I'll pick after. One, we'll do each team at a time. We have, I think everyone mostly agrees, the four best teams in the NFL are actually in the conference championship round. Mm-hmm. Pick one thing. You're going to pick one thing from each team that you want the Bears to learn from that team. Oh, okay. Uh, so, so uh, I could go first if that's easier, since obviously I've, I've thought of the game. I've been thinking yeah, of yeah, the answers. Show, show me, uh, show me what you're looking for here. Yeah. Now, all of these teams are obviously really good. So I'll start with the easiest one, and then let you do this same team, and then we'll go to the next. The Eagles. Okay. I want the Bears to learn from the Eagles the value of the elite positions. And I couldn't be more happy that Ryan Poles actually talked about positional value in his press conference. And Ian Cunningham comes from the Eagles and turned down a job to stay with the bears. Yeah. How cool is that? 
which yeah. will get us a third round pick when he leaves next year. <laughs> yeah, it, it will happen. Yeah. But I want I, the Eagles are the poster child franchise for be loaded on both lines, right? That's two two position groups. Be good at receiver, tight end, some in some combination. Be good at the corner spot. And obviously the QB is the the big one, but like just what it's like to build around a, a a QB at the elite positions. And if you and you don't have to worry that much about your middle linebacker or your running backs or your safeties to a point the versatile safety is a pretty big deal the way teams play now, which maybe is why they wanted Brisker so badly. But that's what I want them to take from the Eagles. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say building around your quarterback, both in terms of what does he do well and uh, uh, weapons for him to be able to uh, get the ball to. Another thing from the Eagles, I'm cheating on the game a little just to cover it more thoroughly. Take multiple swings if you have to. It took them a while to get the wide receiver thing right. Right? They they got Devontae Smith. They were aggressive to get A.J. Brown. Before that, they'd tried all kinds of guys. They had a failed first-round pick in Jalen Rager in the couple years before all that. Don't give up on the concept. If you, even if you don't get the player, you should right away. Yeah, and that, the logic is still correct. And quick, uh, just a quick side note: when it comes to the draft later, I am all for getting tons of picks for that very reason to take as many swings as possible. At uh, absolutely, not just grab one wide receiver. Say, okay, we did it. We got our wide receiver. Well, mm-hmm. what if you, you need to take multiple <laughs> swings <laughs> every year until you have a deep core mm-hmm. and the, the the way they did that was aggressively right and, and, I, and the reason you can apply this super easily to the bears is the chase claypool trade right now is not great results wise Doesn't look like it. but i still <laughs> like the process and mm-hmm. you still do have another year with him to to flip but just be even, let's say he still doesn't pan out next year and they don't extend him the process of thought that went into that using a second to get at a premium position at a young enough age was still logical. It may be that you didn't identify the right player, but you should still use a process that says I value those positions. Yeah, okay. Is. The Niners. Oh my God. My lesson yeah. I want them to learn from the Niners, which you could do a lot of what we just did with the Eagles is draft a quarterback constantly, mm. not to replace Justin Fields draft and stash draft and have him ready i don't want to say it too negatively but justin's gonna be the kind of qb that gets banged up a good bit at at the current play style you need somebody that is going to be able to run the offense trevor simeon's like "Eh, you know i can't do this i think i'm gonna go (laughs) you're hurting warm-ups you know yeah (laughs) that that was that was awkward (laughs) so draft a qb Fifth, sixth, seventh. I don't care. Don't draft them high. You've got your QB. You don't need to draft one high, but you do need to continually have the pipeline and do what the Packers did in the 90s then. You don't need them. Yep. Quit ignoring the position all the time. And they always say, oh, yeah, we got to draft a QB every year. Poles hasn't, but I mean, the Bears GMs over the years. They said it, and he never. And and then they basically don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. My my only concern, and it's, it's not worth like. Well, here, my only concern is if the Bears draft of quarterback in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, that the fan base is going to be like, hey, let's see what this guy has as soon as Justin hits any kind of, uh, you know, issue or problem. So I know that's a completely irrational reason not to do it. It's just the, 
yeah the trauma of being a it is you're right there people will do that but it's fine Mm -hmm. they're still doing it i saw patrick manor patrick manley interviewed asking uh, he was asked would the bears have won super bowl 41 if kyle orton played like what are we doing here like why why even ask a question like that i don't know it just annoyed me yeah, it's definitely annoying. The worst thing about being a Bears fan sometimes is Bears fans. You're right, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> the, That's, this yeah. year it was the media, actually. I would say certain members of it. Mm-hmm. I should be more clear. Certain members. So what's your takeaway on the Niners? Oh, just, they are so deep as a roster. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many positions. And they, they have players that you can plug in just about anywhere. And I wondered if maybe that was kind of the the Valus Jones idea. Someone who could I think be it like, is. A, like a Debo, you know, you can put him in back, you can put him in wide receiver. Um, That's the other lesson definitely with the Niners. That's where I was going to go next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's So that's the biggest thing. To me. And just, just having depth everywhere. And they draft really well, clearly. Uh, maybe just not except for the land. first which is weird they <laughs> yeah. keep getting away with that yeah. they trade all their picks they draft a guy he gets hurt it's he hasn't played football in like three years now basically right. and it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy so but deep. i love how the way the way you could phrase it is be multiple right they can run out that formation with Ayuk, samuel kittle fifth round pick uh-huh. mccaffrey and another back or whatever Right, Mitchell, and you don't know who's getting the ball. You don't know where Debo is going to line up. You don't know where McCaffrey is going to line up, and you're caught as a defense trying to figure out: do we run cover two? Do we run single high? And then they can just change the play based on what look you give them. Yep. And you there that is so hard to defend. Whereas yep. the Bears are just very vanilla and predictable every year. It seems like, although they got really creative there for a while this year. To be fair, and you but can put just the way up. they can mess with you with their personnel right yep yeah and plug irrelevant in and make a super bowl run (laughs) the chiefs one's a little trickier i think uh because having the best young quarterback in 20 years plus the best tight end of all time which is just about a year away from being completely in the bag the uh, potential mount rushmore head coach (laughs) yep have like all-time historical great important pieces is, is not really a very easy lesson to learn. So that's what I want to do. do that. Yes. <laughs> Have a great QB and pair him with a great play caller and do what you got to do to make that thing a reality. And you will have a window for a decade. I think, yeah, I think that's the best thing there is the, the quarterback and the coach you know, together. Which I'm afraid we didn't do this cycle, but maybe at some point in the field's career, we will, or, Eberflus will prove to be that guy, but he's not going to be calling offense. You know what I mean? So that's why I didn't like that process. It's literally that simple. Yeah. But the Chiefs, you know, when your QB's that good, you can retool on the fly all the time. They've revamped the O line. They lost their receiver. They still have a great line. They, the quarterback still threw for five thousand yards. You know, it's like this one's like kind of obvious, but it's harder to pull off. But you know what they did better than anything? Didn't settle. They mm. were a playoff team, and they moved up to pick Mahomes. Right, that's right. So I don't know which one of those you want to pick as the answer, but they're a little trickier to get a precise one. Yeah, again, just so many uh, 
so many good players, another good roster, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes is oof, just, yeah. And Andy Reid found his guy and said, that's the guy I want. That's the guy I need to really make this thing run. And it, it's worked. It's clicked. He's sort of like Kelsey's his security blanket. His line's really good. And he's basically wide receiver proof. Yeah. But that is a really good line. And it is the best tight end ever. He's so it's not like he has nothing. But yeah. that, it, it's almost like maybe the lesson – I had a harder time with this one, as you can tell. Maybe the lesson is like pick something to invest in it well. Figure out – okay, Justin will be great with whatever as long as he has an O-line. Okay, great. Go get him a killer O-line. You know, That's another way we could look at it. Yeah. And that brings me to the Bengals, which is – there's more than one way to skin a cat, which I don't know the origin of that saying because I've never skinned a cat and have no desire to. But they said Bengals, we're right? getting them weapons, and they're amazing. Yes, uh, that that's the big thing I was going to say was they went out and got his uh, his favorite receiver from college that he had great success with in Chase, and it had an immediate impact that now they're playing for their second Super Bowl in two years. And they are excellent at halftime adjustments especially especially on the defensive side of the ball three games against Mahomes in the second half his ratings of 58 oh I, they wow. they do something defensively that guy's an awesome coordinator by the way too um so those are just kind of my thoughts on what you could learn the the, the bottom line is the teams all look a lot alike in terms of deep talented roster Lots of good top end players at premium positions all over this Sunday. Bosa, right? Um, you know, just you want to do D line Bosa, all the guys on the Eagles D line. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a ton of them. Um, they had 70 sacks when it was the next highest team was 58, I think, or something. They had 70 sacks. The Eagles had 70 sacks. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a pretty hefty total. That's... They're they're all good at corner. You know what I mean? Like you could just go down the list here of the premium that... positions and you'll find studs. I believe the eighty four Bears still have the record with seventy two sacks. So that's pretty darn pretty amazing. Sure the Eagles at seventy. Yeah. Wow. All right. I know you have a class and don't have super, super long, so yeah, do we need to get to the picks? Schedule. Yeah. Obviously we like you said, there's so much time for off-season stuff that this is definitely the this is the pod for the yeah. conference championships you know right? what we could do though we could go over my pff mock drafts do an episode every week on my mock drafts i'm gonna go okay <laughs> thanks for listening to brilliant you suck chris you just tweet them out i tell you what if you tweet one out and it gets 10 likes we'll discuss it it's fun. You know, it does get me you know, <laughs> names of players. That That's really what I like doing more. Of. It's an oh, educational yeah. tool. Look dear at you, committed to learning. Dear listeners, poor Mark has been subjected to me sending him many Not marks. just me. Yeah. We might yeah. also get them all out of the way. Me, Cousin Nate, Cousin Nate. Buddy Brian, former student, former student Tim. Shout out to former student Tim for the huge breakdown of why the Bears shouldn't sign Barkley, and then we didn't really ever react to it. But I agree. I don't want a running back, and I'll tell you why. Mm. In addition to what Tim listed, I don't want them doubling down on running. Ah. I want to develop Justin Fields, not keep running 38 times a game. That's true. That's a good point. So that's the one I'd add there, Tim. Okay, to the games. Yeah. Two o'clock on Fox. And. 
when's the, do you remember when the last time we had four teams this good? I mean, I'm sure we've had one versus two several times, but I really feel like it. Any of these four can win the Super Bowl for like real, yeah. not just like oh they got lucky. True. Like last year, like man, the Bucks weren't as good as the rest of them. Or was it the Bucks? Well, two years ago, no. the Bucks won it all. But yeah, last year it was. Uh... But last year they weren't as good, and then this year, well, the consequences Rams... that we started. It was Rams Niners. No, the Rams. Year, right? It was Rams Niners last year, but the Niners weren't this that good. They beat right. the Rams beat the Bucks the round before. Yeah, yes, right. and we were happy because the Packers were the one seed and they weren't in it. But the best oh, two teams yeah. all year in the NFC were the Packers and Rams. Mm-hmm. Loath as we are to say so. So like you get the fourteen and three Philly at thirteen and four San Francisco. I mean that it's a major records matchup. Even mm-hmm. Niners on what a ten game win streak. Pretty impressive. Six or seven of those with uh, their rookie Mister Irrelevant. Quite impressive. I also like how the Bears keep beating teams that go to the Super Bowl the year they go to the Super Bowl right. somehow. If the Niners win this game, <laughs> that is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But either way, they beat teams that are like legitimate contenders early in the year before they're any good, and it's just kind of hilarious. <laughs> and you could argue that was they- Bengals week two the year before. Yep, two or three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was two. two. Roquan had the pick six. It was week two. Yeah, it was like yeah. Burrow's worst game in two in, in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bears. All right, Philly's favored by two and a half. Yeah, I think I think Philly's going to win. Uh, I think they will cover that. Um, being at home, yeah, that defensive. I didn't know the defensive line was that good with all those sacks. Wow, but uh, they've just been the most complete team all season in the NFC, and they got the better quarterback. So I am thinking Philly's going to win this, like twenty nine, twenty three, something like that. Yeah, I'll say it's a little closer. I think people are sleeping on Philly because they didn't have as good a December as, say, yeah. the Niners and Bengals, who are both on a huge win streak the last two months. Mm-hmm. But that's because Hurts got injured. Right. And they're saying he's he looks like himself again now. Mm-hmm. It's and, and just top to bottom, just an absolutely amazing roster. The most complete team in the NFL. The best actual season as a team. Mm-hmm. And I love the Niners as a – the story of the Niners is funny. Just the way they re- respond from screw-ups in the first round and are still good is kind of hilarious. <laughs> the coach is brilliant. He's a brilliant play caller at least. I don't know about his game management, but the guy gets people open like crazy. And I love George Kittle. The Bears. Oh, yeah. So I will be rooting for the Niners. Mm-hmm. But I think the Eagles win this like – I don't know, 31-27 or something like that. I just think they're too good with Hurts healthy, and it looks like he's healthy now. Mm -hmm. And Purdy's been a fun story. Seems like a wonderful guy. I love those kind of stories, too, too, until the announcers drive you nuts with it. But he tried to throw, like, three interceptions last (laughs) week. I don't think he's going to, like, be terrible, but I think at some point uh, some of the throws are going to haunt him. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's just due for a little regression. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. To see, it's going to be interesting to see what San Francisco does next year with this uh, quarterback <laughs> uh, position. Yeah, it's going to be kind interesting. Of hilarious. Yep. So, if you just since you brought it up, now I have to do it. If you said that Zach Wilson and Trey Lance are both on the trade market, you can take a moment as a Fields fan to chuckle. Who do you think has more trade value, Zach Wilson, who's proven to be, or Trey Lance, who's not played much? Trey, Trey Lance, because you, there's less unknown about him. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's there's 
there's less bad known. That's what I mean. That's what that's exactly yeah. what I so mean. I think it's Trey Lance, <laughs> which is hilarious because he's barely played in three years. Yeah. Because yes, they that... had the COVID year. He only played one game and then barely played last year and then got hurt after the first game this year, which stinks. I hope he, you know, recovers from all that. That's a rough start to a career. But they can't move on from Purdy after he takes him to the NFC championship. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Gonna be yeah, and uh, Jimmy G. Well, he's probably going elsewhere. He's gonna go start somewhere else, yeah. right? He's he's hopping on the second tier of the QB carousel, right? And Zach Wilson, man, he shot up to the second pick for no reason last off season. Who's Underwear that? Underwear workouts and and throwing the ball against air seventy yards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's okay. more important than the college accomplishments in the film. Yeah, will that be Will Levis this year or Richard? Yes. Interesting. Will Levis is going to look the part. He's 6'4". He's the the type they fall in love with, and they're going to completely ignore all the turnovers, which is why I think he's a bust waiting to happen. But maybe he'll develop. He could. I mean, Josh Allen didn't – Josh Allen was super raw. But I'd argue sometimes he still plays kind of raw. Yeah, he – He can be really reckless with the ball. Yes, he can. Uh, he's fun to watch, though. Don't get me wrong. And you'd obviously redo that draft. He's going number one. Mm-hmm. But Will, Le- Will Will Levis is the ultimate boomer bust QB prospect, mm-hmm. which means he's going to go number three because the Cardinals are going to trade down two, and then the Bears are going to trade with the Colts and have their pick at the defenders. That's my I, goal. I'm okay. okay with that. Chiefs, yep. Chiefs, Bengals, 530. You know. Chiefs favored by a point with the back and forth because of Mahomes' ankle. Yeah, um, I know it's the Bengals are kind of the sexy pick because they've, you know, owned the the Chiefs, uh, the last couple, uh, what last three games, three and oh, is that right? But uh, yeah, I'm, three three in a calendar year. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs. I just think top to bottom, they're still the best team with the, uh, like you said earlier, the potential Mount Rushmore coach. And the best QB that uh, we've seen in a couple decades. So I'm still. Well, you going. certainly can't go wrong picking Mahomes and Reed. And Reed. Yeah, not th- not to say the Bengals couldn't win. And Joe Burrow, man, he's been very impressive uh, this year and then the last couple of the last playoff game. But uh, uh, I just, yeah, I'm still going with the Chiefs despite history, and I I think they're just. The better team. So I'm going to say Chiefs like uh, 31 to 28 over the Bengals. Okay. That would be a fun game. Mm-hmm. I love this game. I love this rivalry. I love that this is shaping up to be Brady Manning part two. Yes. True. With more athleticism. <laughs> but a little bit. And I love some of the comments. There's a Chiefs linebacker who they asked him, I can't remember which one it was, but they're like, what impresses you about the Bengals offense? And he goes, nothing. <laughs> Chris Jones ended his press conference today by saying, see you at Burrowhead Stadium. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Which is weird because it was a chief who said that. But he's he's like being yeah, like sarcastic. I'm in chief. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, man, Burrowhead Stadium, like, man, if I'm the Bengals players, I might run with that. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the rivalry is heating up, is which is just great, good theater. Great bulletin. I, stuff, yeah. And I think, obviously, Mahomes is the MVP. I think you could say it should be unanimous in a way after Hertz went down mm-hmm. and Burrow started slow. So and then Allen finished bad. So like he was easily the MVP. And I think Mahomes is the best player in the league. And it's not particularly close. 
I think Burrow is making a case to be the second quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. and it's not particularly close. Like I think he's definitely the second best QB, but he might be running away from the rest of the field. So you have to love the matchup here. I love that they asked Burrow how long the Bengals championship window was, and he's like, my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> More arrogance! Love it. This rivalry could be so fun. Yes. Because I don't even though I know he's Superman, like a high ankle sprain does not heal in a week. Right. And he didn't look good. You could tell it was affecting his throws. Mm. So healthy, I'd pick the Chiefs, but I'm going to pick the Bengals with the ankle being a factor, even though I think he'll still have a bunch of wow plays. Uh-huh. I think the Bengals, you could pick them even if Mahomes is healthy. And with the question about the injury, I think that makes it a little swing, a little bit towards the Bengals. Plus, that way I'm a little different than you. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say the Bengals uh, 20. No, let's let's have more fun than that. 34, <laughs> 31. Ooh, okay. So same spread, just a little more points. Yeah, I mean, I want both these games to be close, so that's what I'm picking. <laughs> you know, with both, of give these me some games... overtime drama too. Dang oh it. yes, that'd be nice. With both of these games, I am fine with whoever wins, and I can't remember the same. last time. I thought that way about both conference teams. There's not a team I can't stand. Uh-huh. In fact, I kind of halfway like all of them, although I get a little bored with the Chiefs. Well, they've But been- my brother-in-law's from Kansas City, so my nephews and him are all Chiefs fans, so I've got a little family connection to it and I know they'd be happy, blah blah blah. And then I love the LSU connection with Burrow and Chase when I was down there. Um yeah, and then in the Niners, you know, they're just classic franchise, but not one of the annoying ones. Not in my opinion, anyway. They don't have the whole, we're America's team. Or, <laughs> we're owned by the fans. <laughs> Buy some stock. <laughs> You're an owner now. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and then the Eagles, you know, that, that's a great, crazy fan base. No, A lot of people don't like that fan base, but they're, they're into it, you know? I don't know. Sometimes they go too far. Dr. Tom is an Eagles fan. Yes, yes he is. Yeah. You'll, you'll like this. This is kind of funny for the viewer or the listener. He's in Sudan right now. So he's like texting me. He's like, how are my Eagles doing the other day before they got figured out how to get internet going and stuff? I'm like, they uh, just trounced the Giants. They are ready to ready to face the Niners. He's like, and then he sends me a text like a couple of days later. He's like, yeah, we got internet working now. I don't know if it'll be good enough to watch, but I should be at least follow the score. I'm like, all right, well, let me know what kind of updates you want. But it's just like, man, I've been, my, I'm, if the Bears were in the conference championship and I was in the Sudan, I'd be, like, distraught. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it helps when you've won enough recently, maybe. But One uh, one last thing, thought to, like, bring the Bears into all this for me is for the next decade, I am so glad the Bears are in the NFC and not the AFC. Oh gosh! You saw the thing with the playoff QBs, right? Yes. It's like first round, first round, first round, first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like one overall Burrow, ten Mahomes, seven Allen, six Herbert. Who else was in the playoffs? Oh, one overall Lawrence. Yeah. Like the investments in the QBs in the AFC playoffs, it says it all. There, yeah, there are five great quarterbacks in the AFC and in the NFC right now. None. Other than the two old guys who are clearly on the decline. So, yeah, yeah I don't think you can say like right now in a game that you'd be like, oh, yeah, they're so great. They're guaranteed to show greatness. They could at any given point, but it's not like 
a certainty anymore. And I think they might both be heading to the AFC anyway, for all we know. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Fields... and then it's Hurts and Fields and Dak and Cousins. I mean, yeah. the NFC is going to have an injection of new QBs pretty soon mm-hmm. via drafts. But then you look at the guys that the teams that are supposed to be wanting to trade with the Bears, and they're the two big teams that keep getting mentioned: Texans, Colts, it, right. AFC. AFC, yep. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. And then you get the Panthers and stuff like that. But I just and for the Bears and for Justin Fields, it's a good thing that they are in the NFC because uh, the chances of getting to the Super Bowl, if Fields pans out to what he thinks he's what we think he's going to be, the odds of them getting to the Super Bowl are much better in the NFC. Yeah, because if you're the team with the QB, everything's easier. All right, my friend, I got to go conduct the band rehearsal. Go band rehearse, man. Okay. (laughs) Are you going to be able to watch the games live? Yes, I will this time. Yes, I will this weekend. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Barely Educated. Send us an email, barelyeducatedpod at gmail.com. Check out our website to join our honor roll for $3 a month, and we'll send you a t-shirt. That's buymeacoffee.com slash barely underscore educated. We appreciate you listening. Sorry there's been a little hiatus, but that's what it's going to be this offseason until there's a lot more significant fair stuff to talk about. Until then, enjoy this weekend of football, and we will talk to you next time. You suck, Chris. What? You owe me an apology. I am wounded! Will you Who shut up, man? Listen? I f- all the bears.